Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Alright everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad to be with you on this Friday as we talk all things New York Islanders. And we've got a lot to discuss today. Uh, Again, keeping an eye on the trade market and the free agent market. And really I think that one thing that we'll discuss is uh, sort of an outlook on both of those markets and what Islander fans can expect moving forward. Another announcement from the National Hockey League with regard to next season. We'll talk more about that. Some big events being altered as a result of COVID-19. Can't say that's a shock. We also have our Islanders birthday of the day. And today we look at the captain, Anders Lee, and what his season was like, what the Islanders can expect from him moving forward and where Lee fits in with this hockey team. If you've got something on your mind uh, that's Islanders related, a question, a topic, uh, an issue you'd like us to discuss, please feel free to send the show an email. LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com is the email address. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest news and notes concerning the New York Islanders. All right, so let's start with the National Hockey League. They have announced that the 2021 Winter Classic, originally scheduled for January 1st in Minnesota at Target Field, the home of the Minnesota Twins, And the NHL All-Star Game, which was originally scheduled for January 30th in Sunrise, Florida, home of the uh, Florida Panthers, both of those games have been postponed. And we will see what can be done in the future. I doubt that certainly the All-Star Game will be held, but we'll see. Here is the quote uh, from Senior Executive Vice President and Chief Content Officer Steve Mayer of the National Hockey League. Fan participation both in arenas and stadiums, as well as in the ancillary venues and events that we stage around the Winter Classic and All-Star Weekend is integral to the success of our signature events because of the uncertainty As to when we will be able to welcome our fans back to our games, we felt that the prudent decision at this time 
was to postpone these celebrations until 2022 when our fans should be able to enjoy and celebrate these tentpole events in person as they were always intended. We are also considering several new and creative events that will allow our fans to engage with our games and teams during this upcoming season. So, again, uh, this is not a shock given everything that's going on. COVID-19, unfortunately, still getting worse right now in most parts of the country. Uh, At best, it seems to be the same in a few states and getting worse in like 35 or so or 40. But uh, hopefully soon that will change. But the league, you know, both events, the Winter Classic in Minnesota, the All-Star Game down in Florida will be rescheduled. So rest assured, fans in those cities, once life returns to whatever the new normal is going to be, should be able to uh, host those events eventually. By the way, the league also announced that their target date of January 1st to begin the next season has not changed as a result of these postponements. And again, can't say that that is a a big shock. Uh, No way right now could you safely hold the All-Star game uh, with, you know, all the different things that the All-Star game has with the fans and the Hall of Famers and the seniors and the Young Stars game. None of that stuff is really possible to be held right now. And again, you know, the fun of the Winter Classic, really a lot of it is the fact that the fans are there. It's a different venue. Look, I covered the Islanders-Rangers game at Yankee Stadium uh, in the Bronx, what was it, four or five years ago, uh, maybe more already. But, you know, that the, the, the enthusiasm of the crowd is a big part of those events. And, you know, look, a sold-out hockey arena has somewhere between, let's say, 16 and 22,000 people in it. But when you have a game at Yankee Stadium or City Field or, uh, you know, at Notre Dame Stadium or in Ann Arbor, Michigan at the Big House, you can get, you know, 50, 60, 80, 100,000 people there. That is a big part of what makes those games special. I remember how cold it was at Yankee Stadium for that Islanders-Rangers game. And, you know, we had in the press box there, we had uh, heat lamps, sort of like French fry lamps that you see at a fast food restaurant. And it did not help enough. I mean, it was really cold. And I remember drinking like five or six hot chocolates during that game to try to stay warm. But I'll tell you something, as cold as it was, and as difficult as it was from those seats, to actually see everything that was happening on the ice, the experience was special. And that, to me, you know, if the fans aren't there playing in front of an empty cavernous baseball or football stadium, that doesn't really create the atmosphere you need for a winter classic. And not having fans at the All-Star game, which really is an exhibition game to begin with, uh doesn't really fit the bill. So I have to support the National Hockey League on this one. And hopefully, you know, next season, 2021-2022, the 
All-Star Game and all of that, the Winter Classic, will return with a full contingent of fans in the seats. All right, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about free agency and the trade market and where the Islanders stand. We'll have our Islanders birthday of the day and a look at Anders Lee, his season that was, how he did in the playoffs, and what we can expect from the captain going forward. Lots more to talk about on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, if you're like me, you've tried a lot of different protein bars to help you with your workout, but they just don't taste great and the consistency is a little off, hard to chew, bitter tasting. That is not a problem with Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting candy bar ever. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, both with and without nuts. How about these six new flavors? Caramel Brownie, Cherry Barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, Apple Almond Crisp, and my personal favorite, Cookies and Cream. All 18 flavors are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. All the Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and they're great for the keto diet. Let's talk about the peanut butter flavor. 19 grams of protein in every bar, just 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Right now, Built Bar has a special offer for Locked On Islanders listeners. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, you'll get $10 off your next order. That's promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. So here's the situation with the Islanders right now. We haven't seen a lot of moves. Uh, you know, we talked about the Devin Tra- Taves trade, which a lot of Islander fans are very unhappy about. We've talked about the only big signing. Well, can't say it's a big signing. They they signed A.J. Greer, who is probably going to split time between Bridgeport and Long Island at best. Uh, you know, Corey Schneider is supposedly going to sign, although that hasn't happened yet. And even so, he's probably ticketed for Bridgeport when all is said and done. And then you have, uh, you know, Matt Martin supposedly close to re-signing, Andy Green interested in re-signing, and then you're waiting on the arbitration hearings for your Ryan Pulak, and of course, you still need to re-sign Matt Barzal. And look, the Islanders clearly need to free up cap space. That's We've been talking about that for quite some time now, and I think the thing that Islander fans need to understand is that right now, we still don't know when next season is going to begin. The target date, as we mentioned, is January 1st, which is still a couple of months away, two two months and a week or two away, and that's the earliest. So you got to figure training camps won't start until around December 10th, maybe a little bit sooner than that. And until, you know, one thing you know about Lou Lamarello, if you, if you study his career and what he has been able to do over the course of it, he is a patient man. And right now, the way things are, the market is very much against the Islanders. There are a lot of teams that are struggling to fit under the cap. And those few teams that have cap room, and we talked about them earlier this week uh, on the show, there are maybe three, maybe four teams that are out there with excess cap room. They're in no hurry. This is realistically a buyer's market, and the Islanders are sellers. 
And what Lou Lamorello is going to do is, until his hand is forced by the clock, he's not going to make a move. And, you know, he's not going to overpay. He is not going to sign a player to a ridiculous contract. He's not going to give away a player for nothing. And at the end of the day, Lou Lamorello is going to wait. And once, you know, it may even take, believe me, it may take beyond the start of the season where maybe he makes a deal in February or at the trade deadline. But maybe he, you know, goes with the team more or less the way it's constituted, signs Barzal, you know, deals away maybe a Johnny Boychuk or one one other player uh, or buries them in the minors and keeps them in the organization for a while. And then during the season, depending on injuries, depending on how teams are doing, maybe that's the time that Lou Lamorello makes the trade. I think the fact of the matter is that Lou Lamorello has earned a certain amount of trust over the course of his Hall of Fame career. And right now, it is not an easy time for the Islanders to add a player and to trade away a bad contract because of the way the market is skewed. And maybe Lou Lamorello feels that time is on his side. And if he makes a deal in January or February or April, that that would be a better time to do it. All right, time for our Islanders birthday of the day. And uh, we are a day late, but yesterday was the 46th birthday of former Islanders winger Miro Shatan. Shatan, born in Slovakia back in 1974, drafted in the fifth round by the Edmonton Oilers back in 1993, made his NHL debut with Edmonton. Then it was off to Buffalo until the 2005-2006 season when he joined the New York Islanders. Had a great year in 2005-2006, 35 goals with the Isles and 66 points. Followed that up with a 27-goal, 59-point season the following year. And then slumped a little bit in 2007-2008 where he had 16 goals and 41 points. After that, it was off to Pittsburgh and Boston before returning to Europe where he finished his career after the 2013-2014 season. Looking back at one of Shatan's better games, February 4th, 2006 at the Mellon Arena in Pittsburgh. Islanders with Rick DiPietro in goal, taking on Marc-Andre Fleury and the Pittsburgh Penguins. It was the Islanders getting on the board first, Miro Chatan getting the job done, Rick Jackman in the box for cross-checking for Pittsburgh. Chatan makes them pay. His 21st from Trent Hunter and Brent Sopel at 231, one to nothing Islanders. Then Radak Martinek headed off for holding, and Sidney Crosby, an Islander fan favorite, scores his 26th on the power play from Michelle Ouellette and Mark Recchi. At 9.06, it's a 1-1 hockey game. But with Ryan Whitney in the box for holding, Miro Chatan gets his second goal of the game, a power play goal. His 22nd of the year, Mike York and Brent Sopel with the assist at 13 minutes. After one period, it was 2-1 in favor of the Islanders. Midway through the second, Chatan gets his hat trick, his 23rd of the year from Joel Bouchard and Mike York. 
at 9.32. Mark Recchi was in the box for holding. Three goals by Miro Chatan, all of them coming with the man advantage. Then, with the Islanders down two men, with Alexi Yashin and Tommy Pettinen in the box, Tomas Sarovi uh, gets a goal, his eighth, from Rick Jackman and Ryan Malone, and the Islanders led 3-2 after two. In the third period, with Brad Lukowicz off for holding, Mark Recchi scores on the power play, his 19th, from Colby Armstrong and Sergei Gonchar at 526, and the game is once again tied at 3-3. Three and three. The Islanders regaining the lead at 12.56 of the third period. Chris Campoli is seventh from Jason Blake and Alexi Yashin. But, again, penalty trouble coming up for the Islanders with Pettinen off for interference. Rick Jackman gets his sixth on the power play from Sergei Gonchar and Ryan Malone. And as a result, the game is all knotted at 4-4. Four and four. So, it goes to a shootout. And in the shootout, who do you think gets the game-winning goal? Miro Chetan going backhand this time after going forehand on Flurry the last time the two teams met in a shootout. So, the Islanders get a 5-4 to four shootout win. It's a hat trick plus the game-winner in the shootout for the New York Islanders and for Miro Chetan. Meanwhile, Rick DiPietro, 40 saves in this effort and game in which the Islanders were thoroughly outshot and yet still managed to emerge victorious for Miro Chetan, as I mentioned, the hat trick, plus, of course, the uh, shootout winner. He and Jason Blake led the Islanders with five shots on goal apiece. DiPietro, 40 saves in 44 shots, plus the shootout. Islanders managed only 29 shots, but managed to get four of them past Marc-Andre Fleury. So once again, one day late, but we want to wish Miro Chetan a happy 46th birthday. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. When we come back, we will have an analysis of Anders Lee, what his season was like, what his playoffs were like, and what the captain's future with the team looks like. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, we continue our analysis of the Islanders roster player by player. And again, you can listen to them all over the last, uh, let's say, three or four weeks, and we'll have more of these until we complete everyone on the roster. Today, the captain, Anders Lee, played in all 68 games during the regular season for the Islanders, 20 goals, 43 points uh, in 68 games. And look, that's a little bit off of his goal pace from the previous season where he scored 28. He was probably on pace for maybe 23 goals this year, but the assists were going to be slightly up, uh, probably around 27 assists or so. Either way, the point total would have been maybe a smidge below where it was uh, in 2018-2019. And then in the playoffs, seven goals and 11 points in 22 games. And I think, you know... When you look at Anders Lee, the disappointing thing was there weren't as many of the dirty goals, the deflections, the tip-ins, the rebounds, that really, when Anders Lee is at his best, he delivers those kind of goals. And yet, he was very, very much a clutch 
player. You know, for the Islanders, here's a guy who had a lot of game-winning goals. And, you know, it's not just when you score or, or how many you score, but a lot of the time it's also when you score. And for Anders Lee, little doubt about it that, you know, he was the kind of guy who, when it counts, he's coming up big. Six game winners during the regular season. Did not have any in the playoffs. But, you know, in the playoffs, the thing about Lee, he was kind of streaky. And, you know, didn't score any points in that opening series with Florida. But then scored goals in three straight games against Washington, and then scored again in the first two games, uh, uh, first three games, excuse me, against Philadelphia. So here's a guy getting six goals in eight games. And that's, you know, most of his playoff scoring, because he had seven throughout the playoffs. Then he goes cold again, and, you know, did not produce any goals at all, in the series against Tampa Bay, did have four assists in those six games. But overall, when you look about talk about Anders Lee and what he was able to do, you want him to get a little bit more physical and really get those tips, deflections, rebounds, etc. Set himself up in front of that goal. Here is a player who is six foot three, two hundred and thirty-one pounds. He is now thirty years old. Uh, Captain of the team provides great leadership. I mean, the intangibles on Anders Lee are outstanding. And nobody who has his level of skill really is equipped to be in front of those uh, of the goal. Yeah, you can get a guy like Matt Martin or Cal Clutterbuck to do it, but they don't have the hands and the quick release that Anders Lee possesses. So, you know, the Islanders need a little bit more consistency and a little bit more dirty work from Anders Lee. The leadership, like I said, has been off the charts. The former uh, you know, Notre Dame star really coming up big uh, for the Islanders a lot this season. Plenty of overtime game winners. And, and when there was an issue, uh, you know, talking about COVID, talking about losing streaks, etc., Anders Lee was at the center of it leading his team forward. As for the future, again, expect Anders Lee to be a top six forward, probably going to remain on that first line, depending on who, if anyone, the team adds to the mix. And he's probably going to be the captain going forward, and I think that's a very good thing. You just want a little bit more consistency, uh, and maybe... I, I think I want to see a little bit more production on the power play from Anders Lee. That is sort of one of the things that really was lacking in his game this year. And, you know, when you have that power play and you have a guy who is as physical and as big and as difficult to move as Anders Lee, you expect more than two power play goals from him. Look, in, in the playoffs... Three power play goals in 22 games in the regular season. Two power play goals in 68. And that's not really going to get it done. But overall, Anders Lee, still in his prime, knows how to play the game, knows how to lead the team, and will be a big part of this franchise for the next few years when all is said and done. 
All right, that is going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Remember, we drop a new show Monday through Friday, just after 12.25 a.m. And if you subscribe, you will have it in your podcatcher of choice whenever it drops, so it'll be waiting for you in your inbox. Please, if you're enjoying the show, leave us a five-star rating and a review. That helps other Islander fans find the podcast and helps us grow the Locked On Islanders family. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. We'll be back with a new show Monday. Follow us on Twitter in order to keep up with any big breaking news that takes place over the weekend. Have a great one. And of course, let's go Islanders.